Hey, welcome back to the Go Coaching Podcast. It's your host, Coach Gabriel Gein. I have a very, very interesting guest. You guys are going to get a ton of value, not just in the business that he's running, but his story, how he's got here, and more exciting, where he's at right now. You guys are going to want to hear this. His name is Austin Kerr. He's the founder of Humanagement, like human and management. It's a human resource software that over the years, over 15 years span, he's come up with ways to do things better, basically, right, uh, Austin? Hi, very happy to be here. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about yourself, a snapshot about you, and then we could dive into what your software does and how you came up with it. And I want to tell everybody where you are and why, but let's save that for <laughs> a few minutes from now. Okay. So t- snapshot, who are you? What's your business? So my name is Austin Kerr. I have 15 years of experience in HR and as a C-level exec, and I have Recently, or I guess over the last two years, I built a software to help managers, CEOs, HR people have better time working, have a lot of their tasks automated. And who's your ideal client? So my software is pretty universal, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. Most companies have employees and have the same burdens of dealing with the request, with Mm -hmm. training them, tracking their production, making, getting a promotion request and all these sorts of time-consuming tasks. So pretty much any business can benefit from my software. The clients I currently have are like all over the map. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what do you think is the main thing that caused you to want to build your own thing? Because obviously there's probably a ton of stuff out there and uh, many, many, many people I think need your service, but they don't even know they need it. Right. Oh. So give us like the top you know, three reasons why you felt like you had to do this? So probably the biggest factor is that as I was in this company, right? So I I started, I got into a real estate investment company about five years ago. There were Mm -hmm. about five employees. I showed up there as a consultant before the end of three months. I went, you know what? This is really fun to be around this company that things are a little bit in chaos, right? So I stayed in there for five years. We won Inc. 500 three years in a row, um, a lot of good growth. And during that time, I had used a lot of these tools that I found useful. And so I would talk to my friends who were also business owners or execs, and they'd always be like, man, I wish I had these sorts of things in my business. All the time, they'd be like, man, I wish. So that was really the biggest factor is I would see the people who my software could help or who that I could help in this way. Another big factor in it was honestly that I had spent five years building someone else's company. So I took a company that was just starting, uh, you know, things were in chaos as they are in any new startup. And we brought it to a very stable point, made a lot of people a lot of money. And in the end, it just wasn't my company. So in addition to like the pride of ownership that you can have, there's also subtle things like the ways that I wanted to manage or work with employees directly, some of the decisions I didn't agree with. And so it became really, really attractive to me to build a company that I could have it be my way and I could have it grow as fast as I wanted to. Yeah. So those, those are probably like the two biggest ones. The third one is that, um, I guess it's similar to the first one, which is just that it, it's unfortunate how many people have a hard time managing people. There's yeah. a lot of people, yeah. like a, a very similar thing that I keep running into is a lot of people start a business because they are really good at something. They're great at sales or they're a great plumber or they're a great whatever. 
And so they create a business to have the freedom, to be able to make the decisions, you know, same reason I do. But for me, I really want to create a business so I can create a workplace that people care and that they really enjoy where they're working and they feel purposeful, all that sort of stuff. A lot of people who start businesses don't start it for that reason. They start it a little bit, I wouldn't say selfishly, it's not like it's bad to start a business because you want freedom or income or stability for a family. But those people start a business thinking that they're going to be a great salesperson because that's what they are now. But once you start a business and you're successful, you get some employees and now you're not a salesperson like at all. Now you're just training, managing, dealing with problems, dealing with uh, wondering if the employees are worth the money and then they ask for more money. Well, should I pay to them? I don't know. All these sorts of things end up affecting managers. And I think it's why a lot of people don't like their job is because the managers aren't necessarily building a workplace for the employees. They're building it for their own freedom, which they don't even get. So I I know that I've helped a lot of people in that situation with my software. Mm -hmm. We've gotten the testimonials. And that's really, really cool because it helps employees and employers and that's got third of their life. So anyways, very passionate about that. So as an entrepreneur, like Mm -hmm. what what has been, what would be your biggest piece of advice to other entrepreneurs who are trying to build something, trying to get out of the nine to five, you know, freedom, which is going to take us to what I want to talk about is where you are and why, but (laughs) what, what would you, if you had a group of young entrepreneurs you know, and you can give them one piece of advice, what would it be from you? So I would give them two pieces of advice because the, the phrase that you, like the person that you just put me in the mindset of is someone who's just starting. So when you're just starting, you have to embrace the chaos. Yeah. Right. So yeah. If, if you're going to start and you're going to try and get some clients, or you're going to create your business, like marketing and sales is the first hurdle. So mm-hmm. attack it. If there's a client who will give you money, but they need you to do this a little bit differently, then do it. You know, for me, that's adding a few features or changing something, changing a tutorial. And I'll do it because I wanted to get that business. I wanted just whatever. You don't need to worry about how scalable it is or anything like that. So that's the first piece of advice. Um, the second hurdle you run into once you get sales is, of course, employees. And the biggest thing I would say that people should do is if you get to the point of employees, that means that you know what you're doing. You have some successful actions. You need to write it down. Write down your actions because when you start hiring people, the problem you immediately run into is that they don't have the knowledge to be valuable. These people start and they go, great, well, now I work here and I deserve $15, $20 an hour, but they don't have any of the knowledge. And later they get the knowledge and they want more money, right? Mm -hmm. And you can get more value from employees by giving them all of the knowledge you have right when they start. Mm -hmm. And if they start with all of that knowledge, then they're able to attack the problems that still exist and bring immediate value to your business. So you're going to get a lot more of those out of those uh, dollar per hours. If you write down your knowledge and you make sure people get it, my software helps with this immensely. It automates a lot of work. Yeah. It's one of the main areas. Um, You can just add a policy in there. When you update it, it updates the employees It assigns them to them based on their employee group. It uh, records attestation, all sorts of stuff. Anyways, we don't need to get into that, but even if it's not my software, you need to write things down. Yeah, I agree. Now, I um, one thing that I talked to recently about a client, we went in depth. I talked to all of them about this, but recently um, it's about having like an operations manual. Like a lot of mm-hmm. small businesses, like independent people, 
with a small team, they don't have an operations manual. And it's, I think what you're talking about there would help a ton with retention, right? People mm-hmm. come in, there's a process, they get all this knowledge, they have access to the knowledge immediately. So they're like, this is great. I love this place. I, I don't feel lost or I know what to do or, you know, whatever. So yeah. that's right along the lines of what you're talking about is creating the, not just the business, but the steps, how we do things, because when things are concrete uh, system, there's no arguing. There's no like, well, why don't we do it this way? And why don't we do it mm-hmm. this way? Check it out. It's built. It's ready to go. Here's what you got to learn. Let's do our work. Let's, let's yeah. uh, provide some service. Exactly. That's really awesome. That's very cool. So yeah, you built this. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, you've built this out over 15 years of experience. You've uh, basically have, um, you went from working for a Forbes, what was it? Uh, Inc. Oh, Inc. Inc. 500. Yeah, 500. Three, times in a row. yeah. three times in a row. You took your knowledge. You did your own thing. Now you're, tell us a little bit about where you are. This is what I wanted to share. I, this is the exciting, because look, for people with children like myself, we're a little bit more tied down, right? Traveling is an option, but for somebody like you, you can pretty much work from anywhere you want, which is what a lot of people should do, in my opinion, when they're younger, no kids. Um, so tell us a little bit about your recent experience and what you guys are doing uh, personally. Totally. So right now I am being a digital nomad, which means that I am working while traveling. So I live in Florida. That's where my house is. It's currently rented because for the past uh, six months or five months, I've been traveling through Europe. So I'm doing one month in each country, working still nine to five, but then my, well, because of the time zone, my mornings and my weekends, I get to then be a tourist. And so we've seen all sorts of cool, amazing things all over Europe. Um, My wife has never been here before, so she absolutely loves it. Right now I'm in Greece in a small island called Samos. And yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, so yeah, I've been able to work and do everything I need to while traveling. Right. That's, uh, what, what has been the biggest challenge with doing that? Somebody just picking up and going to Europe for a year. Um, biggest challenge is depending on how you work. Different people work differently, which is a whole other subject I could talk about for hours. Yeah. But for people who kind of like working in a den, right? They like, like really focused work which is the type of person I am, this trip has been hard because I don't get to have my office, right? So I'm working on a laptop over a kitchen table in a hotel room or in the Airbnb. At one of the places, the Airbnb was owned by like a gamer. So he had a really nice computer setup that I loved. Like just monitors, not like an actual computer. He had monitors and a nice chair. But for the most part, like I actually, at this point, I'm traveling with an office chair. I have an office chair I bought from an Ikea. And I um, disassemble it and put it in my suitcase and then, yeah. <laughs> and then undo it at each place so that I can have a nice, comfortable place to sit wow. for you know, eight, 12 hours a day. Um, yeah. yeah, screen size, all that stuff. I have like a, a double layer computer razor. So, you know, getting the, the right work configuration so that I can like work has been good. But then also, yeah, like, especially with, with the, uh, the need to take advantage of the situation. I always want to go outside. I always want to do something. And it kind of honestly cuts a little bit into like that, like focused, dedicated work of like, you know, just yeah, being in the zone. Sure. 
So I'd say for me, that was the first part. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, my wife is on meetings. I'm on meetings. We have to yeah. figure out different rooms to be in or, you know, all sorts of stuff. Nice. Very cool, man. Wow, that's that's awesome. Well, I how, how will people find you um, if they need to book a demo or maybe check out your, your plans? What's the best way to get a hold of you? So they would just go to the website, humanagement.io. That's H-U-M. Sorry, H-U-M-A-N-A-G-E-M-E-N-T dot I-O. Um, they can also find me on Twitter at Austin M. Kerr or Instagram or LinkedIn, Austin Dash. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Austin Dash Kerr, humanagement dot I-O, the letters I-O instead of dot com as we're used to out here. Uh, humanagement, simple software to manage your employees and business, best in class features to manage uh, employee compliance with 9001 and other regulatory bodies. That's from the website uh, directly. So Austin, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I hope we can keep in touch and maybe do a follow-up when you're in a different country or something. Yeah. Or something. But that, that would be fun. Um, so thank you so much for your insight and your advice to young entrepreneurs. Uh, we'll be in touch though. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. All right. You have a good one. We'll talk to you guys soon. Stay tuned.